Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. I. Tell me your mind just say it. Yeah. Play the song of a plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world. Speaking on the topic. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it. 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 Friday, September 25th, 2020. This has been, I can say it, it's been a one hell of a fucking year. This has been fucking crazy. But if you're tuning in tonight, you're still alive, you still got your senses, we got to be grateful. We're grateful. I'm Miss Sandy. We got Miss TV. You got Solo. He hasn't called in yet, but. Say Your Radio is a platform we speak very candidly about everything. We believe that in order to find some real solutions, we have to have the conversation. And I've noticed that some people don't want to have the conversation, especially if it de- if it disagrees with your pro- your thought process or your movement or who you are as an individual. But there's a newsflash. Our world, our society, our country, our community, our family is made up of different people that think differently. They move differently. They react differently. They absorb things from a same situation. So we can't be afraid to have the conversation. Now, in this episode, as many other episodes, we may agree we may disagree. We may agree to disagree, but we're not here to change anyone's mind. We're just here to maybe plant seeds to hopefully you look at things outside of your perspective. And personally, me, Miss Sandy, I started this show because there's very often I reflect on conversations I've had years ago and just now get it. You know, I'm just that delayed. Or maybe I was not in the space to receive that information at that time. So this is the premise of saying, Ray, if you want to call in and chime in tonight's discussion, please do so by calling in at 646-668-2574. Or if you just want to listen, by all means, we so appreciate our organic listeners. Go go to blogtalkradio.com backslash D Hour Show. Listen to Say It Radio, or go to our website, which is d-hour, H-O-U-R, network.com. Go to any Say It Radio um, link that's there. We have a lot of other shows on our network that deals with health, that deals with straight hip-hop, that deals with so many other genres of music. Just click on what you like and just listen to it. That's what we do. 
Anyway, I'm say I say radio. I miss Sandy. Miss TB, how you doing? Great, great, great. I'm doing really good. Glad it's Friday. I don't even know what difference that makes because all the days running through each other. But <laughs> I'm so accustomed to saying, "Thank God it's Friday." I'm gonna say it. <laughs> oh my God! Thank God it is Friday. Thank God it is Friday. That's all I got to say. Thank God it's Friday. Um, I have been, I have been really, you know, I've been going the like the hardest, you know, and trying to, you know, interact, connect with people that speak their true, authentic opinion. So when it comes to Miss TB, when it comes to Solo. These are two individuals that I have met outside of Say It Radio that they are consistent from the outside to the inside, and they challenge me. We don't always think alike. We do not always agree, but that's the premise. I've also had the opportunity to get to know some more people. This one guy, Tony, I'm going to say Mr. Tony, he has... Um, he seems to be very authentic and very true to his core beliefs, and he's not afraid to show you who he is. And I think this is something that we're vastly missing in the black community because I'm black. You know, there's a lot of people that sell that false image of themselves. They have a certain image they want to give to people, and then they show they ask, well, they, not necessarily ask, but maybe they ask, or who the fuck they really are to other people. And it's not consistent, and that confuses. Um, in our country, we have over 200,000 people that have died from COVID-19. Life is so fucking short. Life is short. We are not promised tomorrow, let alone the next hour. So those of you that want to carry on multiple personalities and multiple lives and stuff like that, I don't know how that works for you. If it's working for you, I'm not here to judge, but, you know, go for it. Do you. But I do see a 708 number. Uh, Mr. Tony, could you introduce yourself to our Say It Radio listeners and give them your background and just get acclimated to you? And um, why did you become so transparent? In your life. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Tony uh, Anthony Monix, uh Jr. on Facebook. Um, so my background, I have a background in, in media. Um, I've, I've done radio. I had a stint on um, Power 92 uh, in Chicago for like eight months. But after that, it was mostly, before and after that, it was mostly internet radio. Uh, I did uh, my radio, Chicago. Uh, for about a, for a couple of years, and I also had a couple of shows at my school. Um, I went to Illinois Media School, so I had a couple of shows on their station. A show called Shop Talk Seven, and a sports mm-hmm. show called uh, Heated mm-hmm. Up Sports. Um, and I also did a show for a little while called uh, The Men's Room on a on a website called uh, the LRP Network. Um, so I'll be running my mouth pretty much. <laughs> Um, she asked me how I became so transparent. I don't know. I think I was born that way. It's probably my father's fault. And, you know, I just uh, never had, never liked the idea of having nothing to hide. Um, and never, I've never been afraid to speak my, uh, 
my truth. You know, I find I find power in that. Uh, so, you know, that's how I got there. To speak your truth. I love that. We got Solo. Solo. How you been doing? All right. What's happening? Hey. Okay. So, you guys, I want to start this show off. Um, I, I There's a state radio group. It's a private group on Facebook. And if you want to get acclimated, you can find it by doing a broad search. But you do have to get better then, because a lot of people are not very comfortable with speaking the truth. You know, Miss Tony, he was saying that he just got in that space. He wants to speak his truth. It's very hard for many people to do this. I posted this video. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at it, but this video had to deal with this woman kind of telling her testimony about encountering a, a a man named Eric, and she fell in love with him, and they had a whirlwind of of a love affair that resulted, you know, in marriage, and it turned out that he was actually, um, he portrayed himself to be something he wasn't, and um, they rushed, they got married, they had a kid, and they found out he wasn't a doctor, he wasn't this, and it left this woman brokenhearted, and this individual, Eric, he had to you know, be accountable for his actions of deception, of saying he was a doctor, saying he was this, saying he was that. He had to hold himself accountable. Now, I want to title this segment called Red Flags. Red Flags meaning, if you, I want you to think about a point in time where relationship-wise, you enter into a relationship knowing you saw a lot of red flags that told you, no, don't do it, back away, back place, delete, delete, delete. But you ignored those red flags and proceeded. Now, can each one of you guys, I'm talking to Tony, Solo, Miss TV, and myself, and any other listeners listening to Say It Radio, do you remember an, a relationship that it maybe did not end well, but can you reflect back and acknowledge the red flags you were given? And if you can, could you tell us about those red flags and why you chose not to listen to them? Tell me. I'm going to go with you Okay. All right, break me in. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know what? I, it's weird, right? I said, uh, you, you remember the Virginia Slim cigarettes? Yeah. And they used to have this black model in the magazine, uh, you know, like as a model for the cigarettes, this tall, mm-hmm. slender lady. And I used to have a crush on this lady or whichever lady they chose at the time. Uh, but so, so my fa- I always had this fantasy about Virginia Slim. That I, I was called the lady, never knew her name, but I would call the lady the brand of the cigarettes, Virginia Slim. Fast forward 30-something years later, um, I meet a woman that literally looked like Virginia Slim, like same build and everything. Uh, so I was gone that I was gone that day, like first date. I was I was out of there. Um, I was enamored. 
And so, you know, we get in each other's space, and you know, you know how that works. Uh, you know, we exchange. You know, we we liking each other, we feeling each other. So things get to happening, and I'm like, I'm like extremely attracted to her. She she, you know, I like to run my mouth, but you know, she's telling me, yo, I love what you're talking about and how you say it, and you know, so we we feeling each other, and I'm falling for her. I don't know if she's necessarily falling for me, but things move really quick. I noticed she had a couple of issues. So I'm the type where if I'm into you like that, you my, if you're my woman and you have a couple of issues, if those are issues that I can handle, they're not issues anymore. So, okay, I dove into that. But it was always something. Like she would get paid and cry broke the next day. So here I go. Okay, she just tried to figure her life out real quick. Here goes some money. And this this kept happening on top on top of that in a in a weed habit she had. Uh and I just overlooked all of that because I was so enamored by this woman, so attracted to this woman. I dare not feel honored that she let me in her space. Yeah. And she actually she actually low key she actually got me I won't say she got me, but I allowed myself to get in financial trouble because I trusted her with some money. And I, I, I was Cause you look like Virginia Slim. I was, I was, Hold on, because you look like Virginia Slim, right? Listen, uh, yeah, that that's what got me at first. Of course, you know the rest of the stuff, uh, you know the sex and the, uh, you know the, the how much you like to hear me talk, all that, Matt, all that ended up, you know, playing into it as well. But it started with the Virginia Slim look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I was, yeah. I was just, a, I was just a, huh? But uh, well, yeah. So all of that, uh, chasing how she looked and how it felt to be with somebody that I thought was that beautiful. Um, and that's what I realized it was. I was just extremely attracted to her. I don't know if I really had all those feelings that that it seemed like at the time, but I I, I, I ignored everything that was happening because I just want to be with this woman. You know, and I, say, and I ended up having a back about. I ended up having a back out of it, in you know, in order to save my financial health <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I looked over. I looked. Uh, I looked past all of that stuff, not even paying attention to her bad habits because I can financially, I can take the hit. As long as I'm with her, it doesn't matter. How long did you? you know, did it take you to get that wake up like um, alert? It's nine. It's not not long. Nine months. Well, that, that was that's long enough actually, but yeah, nine months. Nine months. Yep. Okay. All right, solo. Do you have a a memory where you know you you know ignore the red flags of an individual? It could be romantic, it could be you know not romantic, or whatever that sense is. Like, you could look at a situation, you know, I wouldn't have gotten hurt if I listened to these red flags. Do you remember a sense You're talking where about, you, like, with, with a woman or? Yeah, so woman, if a woman comes to mind or, you know, even a business decision. You know what I'm saying? It could be anything. You know, there's red flags all the time. Well, I mean, I've had... Well, you got to understand, I went through a lot of shit at a really, during my adolescent and teenage years, so <clears throat> I, I, it's hard to just pick one out of it. I'll try. Like, I ain't never had no damn relationships in, like, the classical sense that most other men got. I, I tried it, like, twice when I was a teenager and uh, got cheated on both damn times and shit, though, because I was young, they was young, and, you know, they was little just chicks around the hood, you know, and uh, 
So I mean, I don't think that really counts. But you know, so I, I mean, I ain't never had no serious, no anything serious after that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I don't really have that kind of story like with a woman sense because I've always known what to look out for that after them situations. But I mean, I've been snaked by close friends of mine where where I, uh, they put me in a position to die. You dig what I'm saying? And they ran and left me and shit like that. I can talk about a whole lot of different situations where I've been snaked, betrayed, and filed out by a lot of motherfuckers I thought was close to me. So I mean, you take your pick. Whatever lane you want me to go down, I can give you a story. Okay, so for your your story is about a friend. That's why I pick up. So it's like there are red flags, and then you, everybody can relate to that. There are red flags you want to hurt. It could be a family member. Like your family member is showing, throwing you these signs that you help them, you ain't, you know what I'm saying, you don't get fucked over. But you go ahead and do it anyway. So what were those red flags, and why did you proceed to help? And when did you wake up? Well, I mean, I could speak about my damn, my my own blood relative family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my cousin and my aunt and all, right? Uh, I grew up with them, knew them my whole life and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as I got to be about a damn teenager and shit, you know, I started seeing little signs and shit of my aunt and cousin. Like, damn, you know, they they kind of funky. You know what I'm saying? Like, they be gossiping too much about people and shit. They just, just kind of fakey acting. But, you know, they was my family and shit, though. You know, so I, I never really paid that much attention to the shit, though. And I, you know, always was around them and stuff like that. And, you know what I'm saying? Until that, that one damn day, you know, in 2018, why I fucked around and got in a fight with my cousin or whatever and, you know, really hurt him and shit like that. And my, my own damn aunt and shit, they called the law to me and got me arrested and shit, though. And all of them turned on me and went in the house with the cop while I was in the back of the car and talked, to, talked about me like a dog to the police and shit, trashed the room, told them I did it, all kind of shit, right? So, I mean, yeah, and I've seen the red flags before all that, dog. Like I said, I always knew in the back of my head that, you know, them motherfuckers was kind of fluffy acting and shit, but they was my family, so I didn't take no I didn't take no real heed to the shit, you know. But, uh, yeah, that, that won't happen no more with anybody, though, you know. Mm. You know, I'm going somewhere with this. I need you to bear with me, Save Radio. Miss TB, same question to you. Yeah. Uh, romance, yeah, romantic or friendship-wise, business-wise, have you ever seen some definite red flags where, you know, when it went south, it was like, ah, oh, shit, I knew. You know what I'm saying? And and how did you handle that? So never um... – a red flag that um, down down the road I felt like, oh, I should have known. Usually if I get into a situation, I notice things and I decide whether I'm going to deal with it or I'm not going to deal with it and how I'm going to deal with it. And generally in romantic situations, if it's a situation that um, – I'm having a good time in. I decide that I'm going to deal with what I'm going to deal with until I get tired of it. And when I get tired of it, I just leave. So it was never like I expected more than was actually available. Okay, let me see if I understand this. This is what I, I get. And and I'm I'm just gonna break it down from my understanding. So for you, Miss T B it's like see your bullshit and I will accept it for as long as I can tolerate it. 
Like, like what you think you've given me is brand new. Like, I can see it. So uh, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. And sometimes, you know, I see myself, I can see bullshit. I could, you know, look at myself like, Sandy, can you, do you have the tolerance to accept this right now? Do you have the, but so is that your scenario where you can, you can't, you, like, you could see the red flag, like, and you recognize, like, I see this is how you are. I see this is how you are. Do you curb yourself to manage who they are, or do you? No. So what do you do? I just get what I intend to get from it until I get tired of dealing with what I don't want to deal with, and then I'm out. Mm. You know, that right there, that piece is pivotal. And I'm going to, like, transition into sex real quick. And, you know, I'm like, I got to go with my flow. Um, transition into sex real quick. Because I have a, one of my cousins, she had a stripper pole. And and she's doing all these things in a stripper pole. And I'm like, and, he, and, like, this guy, she's doing it for him. Like, this nigga don't even deserve all this. You know, why are you giving him all this? She said, it's not about him. It's about me. You know, so it's like. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's like, I already know that you come with shit and bullshit because I see it. But there's certain needs that I need to be met within me. So if I can get what the fuck I need from you, you can carry on doing the bullshit you do. Because I give no shit as long as I get what I need. Is that the mindset, this TV? Basically, yeah. Yeah, I have elevated so much. I have elevated, like, I get that. And I don't think a lot of, there's a disconnection. And, you know, I got two guys on the, on the, on the line and got two women, me, myself, and Miss TV. We got Tony Solo. Now, there's a disconnection, I feel, like, when it comes to men and women. And there are women as you guys have witnessed, Solo, Tony, that we recognize your bullshit. And I say yours as, you know, men, women, we see your bullshit. So, and I understand your bullshit. And I'm not asking you to change your bullshit. I just have to finesse that I can get what the fuck I need to get from this encounter, whether it's an orgasm, whether it's a business opportunity, whether it's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I and I need women to leave me the fuck alone for real. Anybody, everybody, leave me the fuck alone for real. That's what I need. So I don't know what your needs is, but mine is for everybody to leave me the fuck alone. You know, that's how I'm okay. doing. So Tony, did you receive that? How did you receive that kind of mindset where Miss TV and I got that? You know, people are going to come with their shit. Is you have to see if you can get what you want from this. I don't know this shit encounter. I mean, I, I mean, you know, that's a um, that's a that's a thing, you know. Um, you know, she 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 got to get what she got to get. I I don't really, I don't I, I imagine that a woman has probably come to me with that uh, mindset, and and maybe she's executed, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I don't really recall a situation where I didn't get what I wanted either. So you know, you, you got hey, that's the move. That's the move for you. 
it's not my flow personally. You know, I, I actually I like women, and I like when I got when I let one in my space, I like to enjoy the woman. You know, I don't I don't really have a a, a, a motive outside of building whatever we can, and you know, obviously that doesn't always turn into marriage or 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 a really long relationship. And I, I've definitely been like in a space where I sought after these really short, intense encounters. Uh, like I've had, I, I went through a phase where I had a, I like 2019, like I'm, I'm gonna say mid. It was literally a 12 month span, like mid 2018 to mid 2019. Uh, I, I was in a space where nothing was lasting more than uh, six weeks, almost. Uh, and but it but it was like a lot of them were like really short. They were like five. They were like four to six weeks, and they were intense emotionally. So it was like intense emotionally. A, a lot. That was, huh? Intense emotionally. How did that happen? Um, it it was me. Me. I I it was something I needed. I I believe. Uh, I need. I was in a space where I needed a lot of affection. I needed affection more than I needed sex. Uh, and I, I still need that actually. That's still that's still a thing of mine. But uh, that was the beginning of that. I've never needed needed affection more than I needed sex before then. But I I was craving affection, and it seemed like a lot of the women I was running into, they really just wanted sex. So since I wasn't getting what I needed, which was the affection, it didn't last long because I got bored with just sex after a while. It's like I've had vagina before. This is not this is not very new. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I needed what I needed, and I wasn't really getting it. And then at some point, I was so used to women just trying to get sex that when a woman finally tried to give me some, you know, what I needed, I didn't even recognize it. But for, but, but, but for, but for me, but the, but the situations was like the way the sex happened, it was like so, such a passionate environment. Uh, not a lot of I love you's exchange or nothing like that. But it was like, mm-hmm. it was dreamy. You know what I mean? It was dreamy. We spent during those four to six weeks. We spent most of our time together, you know, and all of that. And then it'll be like a two or three day span that'll ruin it all. And then, like you know, I'll take a week or two off. Then on to the next one. He said we get like off and on to the next one. Oh my God. Yeah, I got a rule. I got a, I got a rule. I got to take a break after sexual partners. I can't just hop right into the next one. And I don't. And I don't. I don't do multiple at one time. Okay, I got you. So. I got you. I got you. But you know, one thing you, you, you so said that was that. really, hold on real quick. One thing you said was really pivotal to me, um, and this is me, Miss Sandy, is that you were looking for something. So when you went out and sought to connect with someone, you were looking for something to avoid. And, and this is me, I'm speaking from my personal experience, Sometimes when I connect with these different guys, I feel like they are just brokenhearted. Like they are just whoever did they they're brokenhearted. So they'll like I feel like sometimes they're putting in me, they're texting me this boy this boyfriend girlfriend type of shit. Like hey bae, how you doing this and that because that bae they broken up with. So now they're, they're trying to you know make me their bae. And I'm like, I don't want to be her because I don't even know you, you know. And yeah. and I, you're trying to, you know, fit me in a position, 
in your life that I didn't even apply for. I don't even know you enough yeah. to apply for that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So that's you know, that where was, you know, that was also part of my problem. My disconnect is like, with a lot of guys. Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, for me, I had, I was married. I had just got, get, you know, got out of a marriage for like the last, you know, six years. And all I knew how to do was be a husband, right? So oh. on my end, what probably, so on my end, what likely went wrong, or at least one of the things that went wrong on my end in those situations, because I never sought for them, those situations to be short. I literally never sought for them to be short. But I think that that energy is in, for somebody who's just trying to get to know you. It's 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 it can be pleasant, but it can also be intimidating. And I didn't come to them trying to like marry them or nothing like that, but like. All I knew was to give my space to one woman, and I was giving them all that energy. And we're definitely in an era right now where people are dating oh, multiple. Oh, and that's a lot of energy to give to somebody trying to just get to know you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so, they, so they would, uh, yeah. they would accept it in a short term, but it, 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 I think sometimes a couple of times, some of them was with it, and it scared me. And then I think sometimes I scared them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was, it, it was layered. It was, it was, and, and I was definitely. In a space where all I knew how to do was be with, be a, be, be, be a husband or be bae. You know what I mean? So I wanted bae off top. You know, I was mm. annoyed with the get to know you process to a degree because it was like, can we, in my mind, it was like, can we just be bae? You know, we, we had the movies. I don't want to have to go through the awkward, I don't want to have to go through the awkward stages. I went through some stuff. I ended up even going to counseling about it and you know that, and that helped out a lot. But uh, yeah, I went, I went through the, the, the motion. Mm. Okay, Miss TV, what you what were you uh, wanting to say? This is so interesting, y'all. This is so juicy. Go ahead. So um, to expand on what I said, it, it was not ever a user person type situation. When I speak to getting what out out of it, what there was to get out of it, um, never believe in veterans type relationships or situations. Because I get the flow of energy and the constraints um, that happen when you approach life that way, where you're just sucking the life out of something, right? It's not beneficial to the person, and it actually is not even beneficial to me. Um, So even though I understood the restrictions and the constraints of of the relationship, I never went into use, and it was always a mutual exchange. So I'm a big giver, and um, and <laughs> I mean the world of it is that I was never in a situation where I thought that it would expand beyond what was available, from what I understood. You know. People communicate, even if they don't do it verbally, um, their real intention, right? It's only when we filter it through what we expect or what we want um, that the miscommunication happens. And, and, and And the guys and I are still very close and good friends. We don't talk. We don't interact. But if I had had a conversation about any of them, it would only be very endearing things. And 
I have very good memories that from time to time when I feel like laughing, um, Jim, because, you know, some of them were a little outlandish. So I just wanted to clear that up. Like, it, it wasn't a user person type of thing. Oh, That's kind of boring. You know, it's, no, it's good that you got to that reflection. Um and not everybody's able to get to that because for a long time, let me tell you, I was a bitter ass motherfucker. I was bitter, and every guy I could remember acted like a little bitch in my book. Like they was like little bitches, like oh my god. And I had to, you know, um, do a lot of self reflection. You know, I have two young men now. You know, sons that are young men, 25 and um, 18, will be 19 this year. And, Sandy, like, you can't go through calling men bitches. You can't go through life just totally disrespecting and shitting on on these men because you like men. You love men. You're attracted to men. So how is this possible? And it was a conversation that me and TB had years prior to doing this show, years. And this is part of the reason why. She would get things and the concept and the message that I don't get. And it wouldn't click to me until fucking years later. And one of her messages she gave me, and she said, Sandy, why, when a man that you're interested in, he shows you that he's human, human that he makes mistakes, he fucks up, he has a temper, whatever that looks like, but he's showing you that I'm human. And the moment that he shows you that he's human, you're willing to dismiss him, cut him off, kick him to the curb, and that is that. But when you show a man that you're human, you fuck up, you make mistakes, you drunk, you whatever, you want him to accept you and be like, oh, this is you and I love you. Where's the double standard? So you want a man to look at you and accept your human flaws, but you're not able to do the same for him? Why is that? When she said that shit, I was like, I don't understand what the fuck you talking about. You talking Japanese. Because, no, That's I can't deep. accept that shit. Right. But, <laughs> you know, it took a few, a few years later, after that seed was planted, I was like, this is the fuck she was talking about. Oh, my gosh. So I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, I see that he's human. He's not this makeshift motherfucker I made up in my mind. He's not the Virginia Slims guy. <laughs> it's Tony, the whatever. Virginia Slim guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that. He's not this he man or whatever. He is a human individual. You know, that caught my attention, that has my attention, and he's trying to show you who he is. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's so I, I get it. Yeah. And it took me a while to get that, that message and understand it, you know, because um, there's plenty of times that I went crazy and, you know, and I was still loved on. So that... That was that. Those are you know memories. Those are good things. So uh, the Virginia Slim scenario, and even seeing 
that when your back is pushed against the wall and seeing your friends and your family, you know, just just not have your back, like in solo situation, or in Miss TV's situation where she's able to assess a person for who they are and still love them through it all and just take the good and disregard the bad, that takes a lot of strength, a lot of maturity, a lot of a lot of shit that I'm not sure that I have at this phase in my life. I want to have it. But um, that, you know, that's pivotal. That's, you know, that's, 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 that's awesome. That's all I got to say. That, that, that's awesome. Now I want to get you guys, we're going to get into a little political, do a little break into some music, but the Breonna Taylor, I got to bring this up, where her family was awarded, I think, $12 million or something like that. And, and, but the police that shot and killed her, they're not, there's no charges brought against. Um, there's one charge, you know, brought against a police officer that opened fire and harmed other residents in the apartment complex. Uh, so how do you guys feel about that? You know, how do you guys feel about, you know, how do you guys feel about about this become a police officer, take like your frustrations on any person you arrest or apprehend, and if you shoot them, you shoot them. It's because of their past, discretion that you become, as a police officer, the judge, the jury, and the execution. Like, like, how do you feel about not saying all police officers have this mentality, but knowing that this, this action that has been done by police officers, there's no repercussions for these actions. Yeah, I, you know, I feel, I feel a lot of ways emotionally about about those kinds of things. Uh, you know, I, you know, I was married, so I, I got two stepkids that are, you know I consider my children. Uh, so one, of, the oldest is twenty now. Uh, when he was when he was fifteen, you know, we had a situation where the cops were trying to manhandle him, and I was, I guess I, I probably risked my life really because I told him, "You go in the house, you motherfuckers got to deal with me," because he ain't do nothing. And then you know they hit us with the status quo. Uh, you know, fit the description. As soon as I heard that, I lost it. I'm like, you, you're not gonna hit us with a fit the fucking description, because this young man has been by my side since we got here, and we had just moved in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We were living in Glenview, and yeah, Glenview is where we were living. Uh, military in a military mm-hmm. housing in Glenview. Cause I was, I'm retired military, so that's my last duty station. But uh, but you know, I thought I was getting ready to get killed after a while after running my mouth for about 30 seconds. But you know, that situ- obviously that situation worked out. But a lot of these cops. Their mentality is a war mentality. It's like I'm going home tonight. At all, by any means necessary, I'm going home tonight. And for people who are supposed to serve and protect, that's a hell of a mentality to have. You, that's a wartime mentality. That is, a, I'm gonna kill anybody in my way to get home mentality. And we don't need that for people patrolling or for, or for the people, the authority figures, right? That are supposed to protect us. You know what I mean, but and so as it pertains to the Breonna Taylor's case, though, it's it's it's, it's messed up because the mo- the people who are mo- the people who are 
the most wrong are the people who sent them to do that warrant. Because the warrant, the warrant I believe, was an error. Um, and so they and, they and they shot Breonna Taylor in a response to the guy shooting at them, who was in the right, really, because who is this knocking on my door at one in the fucking morning? Who is, who is this busting at my door at one in the morning? You're supposed to shoot. If somebody's busting in your door at one in the morning. But the police officers were not going to get charged with murder because technically they were technically, as per their uh, department's policy, they were in the right because they were told to go do this warrant. Nobody answered, so they bust the door open as per usual, and somebody shot at them, and they are supposed to shoot back. So while that was actually negligent, which is why Breonna Taylor's family got the money, right, on paper, they couldn't prosecute the cops for a homicide or manslaughter because on paper they were in the right to shoot back. The cop got charged with reckless endangerment or something like that because he shot into the other apartment through the wall. And so this is really about a look at the laws and, and, and a look at why the fuck are they allowed to handle business this way? Why do you need that many shots? Like, so what's going on with your protocol? Controlled pairs is what people are trying to do in these situations. That what, I think they fired over 20 shots collectively. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lobbying for some different laws that need to go on. And 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 the, the police office, the, the police department needs to be held more responsible, especially their higher training command. Like somebody, if they haven't already, needs to be fired right now. I'm talking about police chiefs, police captains, the the, the the shift the shift commanders, or whoever, because they 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 put these in, they give these cops such a broad a broad level of authority, a broad spectrum of authority, plus qualified immunity. Don't even allow them to be charged. And in the way I get, in the way I, I get them not being charged, because they literally did what they what they were told to go do. But why are you dispatching your officers with this mentality? That's 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 the bigger part of the issue. You're dispatching killers, and I'm not even for right. I'm not even really for this war on drugs as it is. And I'm sorry for being long winded, but um, no, this ahead. war this war on drugs is inflated as it is. It's inflated. Why does somebody got to get? Sh- First of all, why is it that important to arrest somebody? Like, why does it have to be, let me arrest you or you die? Why is that the thing? Is it that big a fucking deal, cops, where you don't let me arrest you so you got to die? So, yeah, it's it's to protect and serve. I always feel like they were trained to do yesterday to understand the situation. That's why you ask questions. Let me understand what's going on. Let me try to de-escalate, just trying to, like, ease everybody's nerves, calm down so we can, maybe I need to detain someone because you're not arrested, but you're detained because there's a lot of aggression going on. If you need to get arrested, this is what we're going to do, get arrested. And, you know, you're going to bring you in so you can face a jury, bail, whatever that you need to face, because that's not my issue. My 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 job description as a police officer is to protect and serve. I don't know if that makes sense. My job, if I'm a police officer, is to protect and serve. I'm here to de-escalate the situation. First, understand the situation, de-escalate it, uh, detain individuals to keep people from hurting people, and arrest if necessary. So this is my mentality as a police officer, I would think. Um, 
what we got going on is I have no idea. It makes it's a lot of people that I feel that are mad and 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 then maybe working long hours. Maybe they had a they had to shoot in their prior um, in their pro, in the prior hours that they worked. They need a break from the street. They need a break, and they need to get off the street so they can get kind of themselves together, get their mental together, get their mind together. That's pivotal, you know, to get people that are frustrated. And then two police officers were shot at or shot in the protest of of what what happened with um, the police officers not being charged. And one of the police officers showed up in line the next day at work after being shot. And, you know, the answer, I don't know the answer. Um, I know there's a lot of aggression. I get there's a lot of frustration. I get that there is um, anger. I feel that we have police officers that are stressed and they're out here policing our communities, and they're tired. And I think they need to be in some kind of mental evaluation before we let them back on the streets, especially if there was a an incident, like the no-knock warrant that um, Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend experienced at the time. So, you know... The aggression, the aggression. Solo, what is your your take on it? And I, and I, you know, uh, Solo, I know you really hate for us, for me to kind of say this. Solo is is a white male, and he brings a different perspective that is very different from a lot of callers that call in who are typically black. But his viewpoint, he speaks from his mindset, and he speaks from. Um, his experience as well, and I value it because it's still been consistent. But in what you know of the Breonna Taylor and um, the no knock warrant, and you know she shot and killed, and the police officers that shot and killed her, like Tony was saying, that they did their job. You know they shouldn't be prosecuted because they were they were they did what they were supposed to do. If there was going to be a change to go to be made within the police force, what do you think that change will look like? Man, I'm at the pass. Okay, fair, fair. Miss TV, what do you think that change will look like? If you want to answer, I have some. I have some questions first. Okay. Were they so? Were they doing what they were supposed to do? And I'm I'm asking that um, because I've heard various stories, different things. So what I'm understanding recently is that um, they actually responded to um, the boyfriend who shot first or had a gun out. Is that the truth? Yeah, they saw everything out there, yeah. I didn't hear you. I said, uh, uh, based on everything I read, that's when they started shooting. 
Okay, say that one more time. They started shooting when? For some reason, you get muffled around they, a certain they, part. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, they started shooting. Well, first, first they they busted the door, and then mm-hmm. the boyfriend shot, and then they start shooting. Okay. And everybody is in an uproar because they went into the wrong apartment. Is that what the uproar is about? Yeah, they were. Or they thought it was reckless. I mean, um, so I think the 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 reform is 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 more than just a police thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a humanity thing. I do. I, I think that it's unfair. So so and I, and I think it's a little unfair for us to point out the humanity of the police force without pointing out how humanity shows up for all of us. And and not to say that there are not actions to take, but if we're going to do it from a stance that there's something wrong with them, bad them, then it basically will just perpetuate um, the division in society. Right? Um, so that's broadly speaking. Um and I don't see I'm not a policeman and I don't I really don't get the world of if I'm confronted with something that I think is gonna take my life, how I'm gonna react. I don't care how well I'm trained, it's almost instinctual to preserve your own life, right? Now can we have conversations about what they consider dangerous? Yes, right? But I I'm not saying like there aren't instances where you have people who are and I'm gonna use this word bigots and so they're out to get um intentionally black people, particularly black males. But I'm I'm I wonder how often that is and it's not. Like this is real fear, right, wrong and different that their life is in danger, and inside of that, they react to save their lives. Does it cause the situation? Absolutely. But all of this finger-pointing and calling names and diminishment and arguments and misinterpretations of situations that inflame one group against another group, I know that's not the answer. Because I know up to date Until within the last couple of days How I have always heard the story about Bionic Taylor Is that not only did they bust into the wrong apartment They just opened fire because they ain't had nothing else to do with their gun mm. Now, you bring in this situation where they were shot at first And not like it's Good and not like um, there's nothing to mourn, 
but it seems like in the crossfire there was an accident. Like it was it doesn't sound like to me like it was this frivolous, negligent, irresponsible response, like it was initially and for a long time communicated social media, media, individuals or whatever. Right? So it there's a whole different consideration in that. Now, should there be uh, um, a, a punishment for not being clear about what apartment com- they went into? Yeah, we can have that conversation. Um, but the crossfire and the mishap that happened in that crossfire, I don't know, right? There's a difference between looking at somebody, have a color of a skin be dangerous to you, and then real danger where someone is actually shooting at you. <laughs> totally different. And and let me tell you something. So the other day I was walking and it was night and I shouldn't have, you know, I, I live in a, a very dark wooded area. And all of a sudden I see this white guy coming at me really quickly. Now that's what my brain said, right? And so I raised my fist. To hit him. He kept walking. He said, you're okay, you're okay. I moved toward him. When he moved forward, I moved forward. So he raised his hands. He stopped, and he started talking really slowly. You are okay. Now, by this time, I see his shirt. I see his bag, but I could not make that adjustment to put my arm because my brain didn't catch up to me yet. Now, my my thoughts are because he's trained when people are triggered inside of danger, he knew to keep talking to me really slowly and calmly until my brain caught up to me. Because if he kept moving forward, I was going to sock him. My, I, I, it was like it was automatic. So I can get so how you gun, you you're in danger about, gun, about you 25 times. <laughs> right. I had to make you sure he was good and dead. Yeah, that's my whole point. So I can't imagine being in that kind of work and being confronted with all that kind of stuff. And probably because of the stuff that you're dealing with, you're most likely in danger, then you're not in danger, right? We get the benefit as civilians to think the other way around. We're, most times we're not in danger versus being in danger. That's not their life. And for them to walk into a place and and have a gun and then go into automatic reaction. So mm-hmm. 25 shots, knowing that reaction that I had in that instant, knowing how the brain sets you up and how it just goes for it, and it really takes a minute, for, especially when there's fear involved, for you to get sane again. Because mm-hmm. that policeman was about, I was going to slap the crap out of him because I just thought this was this random male walking toward me, and he was going to attack me because he came out of nowhere. So then I can have some empathy and sympathy for what they have to deal with on a daily basis. Now, is there some reform? Yes. But, like, not inside of the context like there's something wrong with them and they need to be fixed and there's some lower version of humans than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. 
See, that's not going to work. And I'm done. You know what? I I, 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 I want to clear something real quick. If you don't. Yes. Because I kind of I miss I kind of misrepresented the, the a little bit of the story. I was kind I was wrong about something. As far as them being at the wrong place, I was I was wrong about that. What it was was they was like doing a sweep on that block. And if you've been in an urban area, you're familiar with sweeps. They was doing a sweep on the mm-hmm. block, and they had they had main they had main targets, right? The the main target one of the main targets was her ex boyfriend. Huh. Whom they had, whom they had seen, coming in and out of her house, her house before. So she was part Got of the, her name was on the warrant, not necessarily as a criminal, but for questioning because she had they had seen her come him come in and out of her house before because they as they were doing a surveillance. I think where the mix up happened at as far as people saying that she was they was in the wrong house. What it was was they had already arrested the main target before they got to her. Not not those cops that were at her house, but some other cops had already arrested the main target earlier that day before they got to her. So I think that's kind of where the mix up may have. Uh, that's that's where I mixed up. That's, uh, but that's that's so interesting to me that that story was not even remotely told like that. Not even close to it, which is why I don't listen to the news and I don't listen to social media and I wait and give it some time so that some things get flushed out um, inside of the investigations and outside of the um, uh, emotion and fanfare around it, right? Right. Because that is is not how that daggone story was even remotely told. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to correct correct what I put out. Uh, but I, I, right, I think thank you for that. With that I, I just I still think even with that, like there, the miscommunication is what caused the problem. Like if you have the main target, there's no need to bust her door down. You can you can catch her later. So this this is where I have a problem with the process. You know what? You know what I mean? Before you said this, there's a lot of disconnect in communication. I'm Miss Sandy, and and. Somebody has to bear the weight, and it may not be the officers that they were given orders to do a certain thing, but that came from higher up. So that higher up, somebody needs to 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 be held responsible um, for issuing a no knock warrant on this location or whatever this, and this is, and they did not, you know, double 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 check to ensure this is the right location or the right people to issue this warrant on, this no-knock warrant on, it's like somebody needs to be held accountable. You know, $12 million, whatever, get it to the family, shut the fuck up. It does not work. It should, it should never work that way. There's a problem. It's like this is the best analogy I can get. A plane crashes, right? So the plane crashes, and the worst thing a person could do or a company could do is to not examine the plane. You have to examine where did we go wrong? Why did this end up this foul? We have to examine this plane, examine it, examine it, and correct the issues. And whoever needs to be held accountable needs to be held accountable so we don't make the same mistake again. So that's what we have to do. In this in this situation, the Breonna Taylor situation, to ensure the mistakes that were made in this precinct would not carry over to the next one. 
learn from our mistakes. And then if you are the police chief or the head investigator above this, I got to take this hit because you know what? I didn't do right. I didn't do the necessary steps to make sure this was the most, that was my job. And because I didn't do it, I need to be held accountable. So if I take this job, take on this responsibility, getting paid to do this job, I need to do this job and make sure I'm giving out orders that are accurate. And if not, I need to be held accountable. So far in this case, no one's been held accountable. They gave $12 million, but no one's been held accountable. Well, what, are they, what do you want to be, be held accountable for? You know, I don't know what that looks like. You know, and I thought about that over and over. I'm glad you asked that. I thought about that over and over. So I thought about if that person ended up dead, then that person needs to be held accountable to the results of that action. So if the person just got beat up a lot, then they need to be mm -hmm. held accountable to that level of action. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. Like in in the instance, in the instance with um, Brianna, are you suggesting? And I'm just asking that mm -hmm. there was some assessment done before they went to um, to stop the, the the fire at them, the gunfire at them, right? Like, do you have it that there's some blame that they didn't recognize that Bianca Teller um, was around and could be shot? I just know if they if it turned out that they they knocked on the wrong apartment or they did anything incorrect, the information that was received and it wasn't double checked, that person needs to be held accountable for not double checking. Now, would I say that person deserves life or prison time? Whatever those assessments may be, that would cause that person to look like, and anybody that's in his or her same position, I need to make sure this no-knock warrant is justified because I don't want what happened in the Breonna Taylor to that guy who initiated to happen to me. You know, there needs to be, like, how they make, they make an example out of people, you know what I'm saying? There needs to be an example set in this situation. That's all. So you to prevent know, it I, I from multiplying to different, to different things. I just don't when get I, I mean, I, and I would have to go ahead. You can go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. You go. You go. No, I was just, I was just like, in, in this situation, I just really wonder um, if they did things like I can get if you're getting someone or after someone, I get to know not who in the world announces um, bad news is coming, right? And I understand that there are risks involved in it, duh, because of you know the outcome of that situation. But I get they were charged because of the bullets in the wall. And I guess the expectation was that they had more control than they did not to fire 25 shots aimlessly. I'm not sure. I'll be, I would, but I'm just, what 
do you think they need to be punished for in this situation? They they had a warrant. Her name was on it. I don't know if the order was if you get the main guy, leave everybody else alone. I don't know if the order was get everybody that you can. I don't know, but what is it that you think that they need to be responsible for in this situation? Like, I, I can say this. I, I don't know if I want to use the word punish in this situation because I don't know all of their company policy. Right? I don't know all of their department policy. But they can't punish. I don't think they can necessarily punish the officers because if for them to do that, that is, that is, that is, department, that is departmental culture. That didn't come from nowhere. You got you got some cowboys in, in every department or any, any group with guns, you're gonna have some disciplined people and you're gonna have some cowboys. Right? But that is purely department culture. So they're they're not likely gonna um and I'm not saying the cops weren't wrong, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if it's department culture, if this is what we do and I dispatch you, I dispatch a group from my company to do what we do. I'm not likely going to be able to punish them unless I'm going to treat them all like fall guys because something about how we're trained and the culture that is accepted in that department is, is why this happened. Now what that was, somebody might need to be, if somebody needed to be punished, um, it would be the dispatchers and the, and the higher ups and whoever, whoever was controlling the mission from, from inside, right? Because they didn't have those because maybe they should have had those officers backed off. They should have got one mm-hmm. this time, but if they handled it differently. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, now mm-hmm. once again, that may not have been company policy, right? That may not have been, for all we know. So if that's not company policy, you definitely can't. You definitely can't fault the officers on paper. Now, I, now I was that in a was Navy, right? I'm that sorry, was I was, I was in a. Uh, that's mm-hmm. my standpoint. Yeah. Is 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 it may be the higher ups that need to be held accountable. Definitely. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. Because when I was in the Navy, I used to drive the ship, right? I used to steer. I was a helmsman for part of my career. And so we're on the on the bridge. That's what we call the place where we, you know, steer the ship at, the bridge. Uh, the navigation happens up there. So you have the captain. Generally, it's the captain. It's the nav, it's, it's NAV, which is the navigation officer on the bridge during that watch period. You have the con officer. And you have the helmsman, right? And you have some lookouts. So if if the ship runs aground, or if the ship is running to something else, another ship or whatever, generally the navigation officer gets fired, uh, and the captain gets fired. Definitely the captain, uh, because even the, even though the the navigation officer and the con officer and the helmsman are qualified to do this job without the captain in their business, right? Because most of the day, the captain's not on the bridge. Um, but the captain still got to take that L because he's responsible mm-hmm. for the whole ship. He gets the big bucks. You know what? He takes the big blame. That is what basketball, that's what football. If that team loses whatever, who gets the hell accountable? The coach. They want to let that coach go. There needs to be some kind of, there needs to be some type of repercussion 
that, you know, the officer, you got this duty, you're going to do this no not warrant, where's the address, where's this, where's that, I'm coming into this, I break open the no knock door, I hear gunfires, I'm shooting, because the mentality, I'm trying to get home to my family alive, and all you motherfuckers, y'all got to get dead. So, you know, it's, like, I get it, you know what I'm saying, within this conversation, I do get it. And so, but somebody needs to be held accountable. Um, I cannot, you cannot issue that type of that type of action and not be a hundred percent sure. Um, this is what that action details. So yeah. you know, and even if you know, even if it's like, oh, guys, I'm a good person. I never made this mistake. But uh, you know, like the rest of us, you know. Yeah. You got yeah. be I have, I have another question. Get a second. Yeah, go ahead. So, 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 so do you feel the same way? Okay. Tell no, me when you're ready to say yes. Say, say yes. Yeah, say radio, Miss Candy. Very good conversation about accountability. Accountability, and um, who should be accountable in the Breonna Taylor uh, shooting? Uh, so, go ahead, Miss TV. So, do you? So, do you think that the same kind of considerations should be with any other um, job where there's high risk of death, like doctors? Like they make mistakes all the time. You know what I'm saying? But there's, there's never this cry about when they make an er, er, uh, error that they just have to be. Like there's something wrong with them, um, and they have to be held accountable when there's an accident. Um, when they're not necessarily um, negligent. You know what I'm saying? Which is why, you know, they always have lawyers and whatever looking at the situation to assess what were the things that needed to be considered and handled handled inside of some due diligence, right? Because if we're going to start attacking police for things that happen inside of the course of their job, which is always dangerous, why just them? You know, I, I think the type, I think the types of accountability, I think the types of accountability there will be different because a, a, with a surgery, for example, there's an assumed risk of death in, in most in a lot of surgeries. That's why they have. Can I interrupt? I'm just one second. Wait a minute. They, they, they and there's assumed. Hold on for a minute. Hold on. Hold on. And there's a assumed risk of death when you're a criminal. No. Uh, no, no, it's different. I think it's different. Uh, I, I think it's different because um, it, it, it's an assumed risk of death on the streets, right? Okay. Like, for example, if my son, if my son, I'll, I'll share this. My son is a blood, right? Because technically you don't get jumped out of those gangs. You don't get out of those gangs unless you die. So he, he joined up, and I had, to, I, had to, I had to leave deployment early, and I had to go deal with that, right? I risked my life to go deal with that. Like, nah, not him. I'm sorry, guys, not him. But if he became active in that lifestyle, 
and he got killed being active in that lifestyle, I'm not going to go kill the neighborhood. My son was active in a lifestyle that potentially cost him his life, right? So he assumed that risk. Okay. But the the authority figures, right, the authority figures who have a certain amount of authority, which which authority comes a certain amount of responsibility. You have Mm -hmm. to be responsible with those weapons of mass destruction, right? It's not on the criminals to have to be, and if the criminal shoots at you, it is what it is. I guess you got to do what you got to do. But like most most of these shootings, Isn't that what happened? Most, of these killings, most of these killings happen with people who didn't have guns. So yeah, you, so, I understand so, that. Right. So so now the the officer has to be more responsible. It's a culture issue within the department. The culture. Those guys. You, you, huh? So you're not talking about the Brianna thing, right? Well, no. Well, no, well, you're talking not, about outside of the Brianna thing. No, I'm talking about all yeah, of that accountability when you take a position. You take a position, it's a certain accountability and a certain kind of what you're taking on. Just like as a parent, you know, as a parent, as your kids get older, and I know in the state of Illinois, if your child is absent, you send your child to school every day, right? Like I know my child got on the bus, they're at school. Now, they get it to a certain age, they think they're grown, they do want to test things. They choose not to be in school during that time. So what that may look like to them is they get the chance to do whatever they want to do. But so now you get it as a parent, your child was absent during first period, second period, third period, whatever. So if your child gets absent consecutive amount of days or classes, that parent will go to jail. Okay, so it's like you're being held responsible for your child's actions because that's your position. And that's a position that you 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 that's your child. Now as far as being the head of t- police chief or whatever that case is, whoever mandated this order for these police officers to ex you know, execute this no knock warrant if it didn't go right, he or she should like, you know what, the I was wrong. There's accountability that needs to be made somewhere. Somebody has to take the accountability. So I have a question. About I have a question. So are you asking them? Are you asking them to act differently than any other human that is faced with something that they see dangerous? And the fact that. They see black dangerous. It's not a that's not a police culture. That's a country culture. Mm-hmm. Who's responsible for it? Just them? Mm-hmm. Well, well, what I'm no. saying about no. is this. What, what, what I'm saying about company culture is this. Those guys knew already that if there was a shot fired, that they was gonna blow that bitch down. They already knew that. So the reason I'm bringing up company culture is because that kind of mentality comes from company or departmental culture. Personally, do I expect them to change that culture? I, I don't really, I don't know if I expect it 
because the fucking police fucking slave trade. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I expect them to to, to um to change it. But that is a big ass issue. Not to mention they they're black and you got people who are not familiar with your neighborhood. They don't give two fucks about how they patrol it. That and I won't say that for all cops, but it's very common amongst the department. So I I I. <laughs> so, it's so like I'm curious. You better cut that out. <laughs> so, I, I, I shut up, Sandy. <laughs> right, now, now, when I offer, now, when I offer you the dinner, don't be shocked. <laughs> oh my okay y'all back so okay. I have a then question that again. what did you what did you ex- what what would you expect in a reaction for people who know they're going after a criminal? Who probably was in activities that you pretty much could deduct. You could classify him as dangerous fairly, right? Like it's not like a mismatch in that assumption. When they fire, when he fired a gun, what would be your expectation and policy for him to have for him to react or the other police to react? What would um, be a fair reaction to you? I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I could, uh, I don't think, I, I don't think anybody could call that because you would have to be in the moment to uh, to be able to assess the situation. I don't know how to tell somebody. That would be my dagger. That would be my point. When, when they get a shot, when they get a shot thrown at them. But what I'm saying is, yeah, what I'm can. saying is, what I'm saying is like the incident in itself could have been handled differently beforehand. Right, like she wasn't considered a dangerous person. As a matter of fact, from, 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 a, from, a, from a violence Who's from a violence she? standpoint, drugs she? are not dangerous in and of wait, themselves. Wait, wait, Brianna, back up, back up, back up, Tony. She, who is she? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, who is she? Brianna Taylor. Okay, go ahead. And, and, and I want to ask you a question, right? But particularly since birds of a feather flock together. Right. Can you really make the assumption that she wasn't dangerous? I think they can because they don't like, have could you really? I think because yeah, they, they don't, don't have, have white records of it. Yeah, they don't have. They, they don't do have records. They don't have records. They did. Well, I don't know. She she's associated with someone dangerous right. who is involved in dangerous activities that she lives in and out of her house. See, that ain't going to happen in my house. <laughs> you get okay, me? But, you have to be a I mean, certain but, kind of person to entertain that kind of stuff. A lot of times, even if the girlfriend is not on record, she handles herself a certain way. Right? Okay. The expectation is that she's the ride and die and that she has his back in those types of situations. So right. because there's no record of it, is it fair to assume 
or for you to expect them to assume that people that indulge in that lifestyle, even if they don't have records, are not dangerous. Yes, I think you have to. You have to always be prepared, right? Always be prepared. But you do have to. I think it's much better to give benefit of the doubt, right? Because listen, okay. hear me out. They, they 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 banged on their door okay. at one. They banged on that. They banged the door open at one in the morning. It could have been a house full of stand-up citizens if they had a means to shoot you after busting their door open. Even if they were stand-up citizens, they probably would have done it. It was one in the morning. That is not the time to you don't you don't go into that situation busting a door open expecting pleasantries. Okay, hold on. And they and they went in the, in the afternoon, either considering what they expected to walk into, right? Mm-hmm. So it all sounds like they should be willing to sacrifice their lives in order to consider somebody else's life. I'm not because saying that at all. Because you want them to have doubt, and I don't know. Just let me just put with this one just thing in there, and then you can respond. Because I don't know how much room for the benefit of a doubt that you have inside of crime and violence. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much room you have for benefit of a doubt in dangerous situations. I mean, mean, right. But I mean, that can't, that cannot be the, that can't be the mentality of the cops because if that's the mentality of the cops, we're going to be at war with the cops in a very short order because you can't oh just have God. people assuming that because you do bad things, I'm going to come and shoot you when I'm supposed to just arrest you. No, they, they, he didn't just shoot him, though. He shot first. I'm strictly staying with Breonna Taylor right now. He he shot at them first. They didn't just come and shoot him. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. He this shot is, first. This is, I never said, this is why I never said that they personally should be held accountable. It's a process thing with the department that I'm worried about. It's a process thing. There's got to be a better way to handle these things. I don't know. I, I just, I just think that the area of crime and violence affords a whole different set of considerations than a nonviolent situation. I just do. I, and I, I just, I, and I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm not proclaiming. I'm not. I swear to God, I don't even know what that would be. But. I am thankful, like there's some things I question and there's some conversations I know this has, but I am so thankful that there are people that are willing to put their life at risk for that. You know what I'm saying? Because no if it was someone like me, I'm shooting on sight because I'm, I'm just like that. I'm getting home. I mean, I feel you, but like it, to me, the question becomes, how, why, why do we need to make this fucking arrest so bad? What a rest. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, Why do you need to I don't know. So like bad I, that I'm going to blow your ass I don't down and let me arrest you? That, that's, 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 once again, I don't so know. Culture, Maybe. Do you think it was that, Tony, or, or could it have been a situation where that whole neighborhood had been terrorized by these group of people over a long period of time and inside of protecting and serving to serve the community at whole that is not involved in that nonsense? They were going to well, get them off the street. Do you do you think it might I mean, have been it was, that? No, it was no, it was no, it was definitely a sweep that that day. 
It was definitely a sweep that day. Right, <laughs> so you know what sweeps happen. They have been watching it. They've been watching them folks for a minute. They know what they're doing. They know what they've been up to. They know the criminal activity that's involved. They know right. all of that. Right. So if it was a and sweep, the then mm-hmm. in, the, in the service of the community that is being impacted negatively by that nonsense, they went in to clean it up. And I understand that, but the burden is on them to get it right. That's all. You have to get it right. You can't be wrong. Is it really right? Because what you what you're saying is right is that they should give more consideration for a life that the person involved in that activity really don't give too much of a tinky tink about. Well, no, that's not that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm I'm talking about what I'm saying is this thing has happened. Okay, we can't take it back. What I'm saying is that from here, they had, you have to address the policy. As as a matter of fact, they're already doing it. They just they they, they just they got a Breonna Taylor bill where they're getting rid of no knock warrants. They get rid of no knock okay. warrants. There's got to be a, there's got to be a, a way to address the policy. When I was overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan, we had what's called rules of engagement, right? So you damn the, the, mm-hmm. the op, damn near had to point the gun at us before we shot. You know what I'm saying? We got there's rules of engagement yeah, that has to be followed, and I'm certain that the cops have their own version of rules of engagement. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm not even on trying yeah. to like blame point the fingers at these cops. I mean I'm a point the fingers, but on paper would I point the fingers? I don't know if I would point the fingers on paper. But what I am saying is there needs to be a culture change and there needs to be different kind of training. And then and your sense of urgency on certain things may need to be adjusted. You know what I'm saying? Selling dope is not a is not a violent crime. You think that, uh, yeah, it is. Wait, yeah, it is. Well, not, it is not a violent crime. The, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Some, I, I can explain myself whenever you're ready for me. Okay, hold on. Perfect. Let me, this, this let me tell you some of the. Hold on. Let me tell you some of the solutions I received via IM and DMs versus you know social media, and some of the DMs and IMs I received from people where the police that shot and killed. Brianna Taylor doing that um, no knock warrant, they need to be killed. And I was like, wow, to kill those officers, I don't think that's going to be an answer. It's not going to solve anything because, um, you know, but I started think, rethinking. And I'm like, okay, when we as blacks, oh, because I'm an African-American woman, I am a black woman, I feel like when when blacks were to respond aggressively, burning down police stations and looting and everything, then we got the attention that was needed. Now everybody understands why um, Colin Capac. Kap- What's the packet? You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Why his stance is is now? Oh, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't make sense that no one gets it until we, we I would say we as blacks respond really violently. Like, oh, you're mad. I get it. We're wrong. I'm sorry. It's like 
it doesn't make sense until we react in a hostile way. And I made this, like, kind of example. I remember my mom, and she asked my my sons, you know, like, hey, you know, you know do whatever. And she said it very calmly, very nicely, kumbaya, let's kumbaya, hey, do this. And they totally ignored her. Not trying to disrespect her, but they totally ignored her. But then when she went to fuck off, Get your motherfucking ass over there. Get your motherfucking ass. Now they like, oh, okay. And they did exactly what she said. She said, unfortunately, I have to really get hood in order for you to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, and, you know, in the in the sense of, you know, um, Martin Luther King, Kumbaya, let's march to freedom, no violence, just, just you know, prove our worth. It's like, it's not received and it's not respected. And so, unfortunately, it's like we got to act ignorant so you can take us seriously. That there needs to be, and although the police officers in the Breonna Taylor case, they were executing off of the orders that were given to them, somebody needs to be held accountable for these orders. You know, I, I don't know what it looks like, you know, no one hears the kumbaya, kumbaya, mala, kumbaya. No one gets that. They understand shit when you get ignorant, unfortunately. But I, try, so, I have a question. When you get a second, Sandy, I have a question. So, like, 2020 seems like a year because a lot of shit has been changing this whole year. It's been changing at a rapid pace. Okay, so since we're making some goddamn changes, we're going to put this on the table. There's, 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 knock, there's no knock warrant. I get why it's been implemented. I get that. Because um, you don't want to give people the heads up, especially even, you know, been surveillancing them for months and years off on end to catch them in the act. You don't want to, hey, I, I catch you in the act, and I get that. However, if the wrong people are being apprehended or the wrong excessive force is being um, executed, that whoever told them to give them that executes, like, shoot at the whites of eyes, shoot as soon as you hear whatever, whoever gave that, that, that description, they need to be held accountable. Somebody needs to be held accountable. You can't do what the fuck you do and disrupt and kill people because you feel like it and be like, oh, my bad, you weren't even who you wanted. Oh, so bad. But I'm going to to go to work every goddamn day and live my life. No, you took this job. You have various responsibilities that you will be held accountable to. If you, are a, a, if you work at a call center... You have an obligation to take so many calls, to answer, fulfill these calls, to make sure there's no. You have you have an obligation when you took this role to execute certain things. If you do not, there should be some accountability. Yeah, but hold on for a minute. You're comparing a nonviolent situation to one that has violence in it. It's not a fair comparison. It's not. And I have a question. Have you ever lived in an area that required a sweep? 
Do you have yeah. any idea of what that dot that going area is like? I do not. I do. For all intents and purposes, it's a war zone. I, so yeah, have I. I, I have a, yeah, I've, I've lived there. <laughs> exactly. And I get to laugh. You know what I'm saying? But it's so cute when people have never been exposed to those type of of areas, and they have everything to say about how they, it should be handled. That's like somebody oh, coming in your house and not knowing the whole thing. thing. I, I, but one thing but I, what are they going to be accountable for? Like, like what happens? So it's criminals, um, families, or the policeman's family. Not the policeman. I'm not, you make the it, policeman. I'm not talking about the people in the. But those place, are the ones. Like, but those are the ones that are going to be impacted. Those are the ones that's going to be impacted. Just like when we when nine eleven hit. Remember when nine eleven hit? Everybody wants to go to mm-hmm. war and this and that, but not even knowing what the true cause is. There used to be some type of intellect. You know, they're being paid six figures, seven figures, whatever they're getting paid to understand Ooh. how we're going to execute this military. So I'm telling the military to do this, okay? So the military gets <laughs> this. This this ruling down, hey, we're going to go against these Vietnam, you know what I'm saying? They're our enemies. We're going to release you guys to fight them. So Vietnam, they're, 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 that's what they're doing. But they're getting orders from somewhere. The people that are placing this order, someone needs to be accountable if these orders are being executed without the proper... Research, but, but do you hear me? Innocent people, because someone so, reacts to their emotion. Someone needs to be held accountable. But, That's my whole thing. Wait a minute. But yeah, I get that. And you want the people in the office who are safe to be held accountable and make adjustments for the people who are actually the ones that are facing the fire. Yes. You want them to be the one to tell you how to protect yourself. How does that you work? Because like the person in, and, I, and I did that, and it's yes, just a I question. Do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because you know what? In, in, our, in our recreational sports, football, basketball, whoever, baseball, if a coach does not execute a certain amount of results, he or she is going to be held accountable because you, you're, you're still the talking about something though, nonviolent. But you're still talking. You're comparing it to something nonviolent. With it, with, I tell you, no, if it's I not. Give you orders, no, it's if not. If I give you orders to go to this location, do a no-knock warrant, shoot on sight, kill at will. If I give you those orders. You are doing what I told you to do. Now, oh, you're I need to be right. accountable like Cassandra. Why did you give these officers these, these duties? This, 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 why did you do that? Because of information. So my question is now, beyond that, though. And now it has me question. Now, now other officers, other precincts are looking at these officers are not going to be held accountable. That person that executed, that signed off on it, it's going to be looked at. 
I have to double, double, double check before I sign off on this no-knock warrant because I don't want the fuck shit to happen to Breonna Taylor to happen to me. So let me make sure I want, what I'm telling these officers to do is the right thing to do. I just, I just, I, 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 I wish that you have an experience of a life in an area that warrants sweets so that you can actually get it's not as casual and carefree where there's a whole lot of room for error when there's a life involved on either side. You know, God bless them. God bless them. And I mean that because it's an ugly position to be in because they are always damned if they do and damned if they don't. And everyone wants to talk about the police. When are the people that are criminals going to start being responsible for the life that they choose and the way they choose to live it? Understanding that there's repercussions behind it. I get that. I mean, look, check it Those out. Those folks are not, and when I say it's violent, to me, selling drugs to kids is violent. It's a, it may not be inside of gun shooting and fist throwing and knife cutting, but to expose children and families to drugs is a very violent activity. There's no good intention in all of that. And, hold on for a minute, and because of the environment and because of the threat of betrayal and robbery and killing, all of them are strapped. All of them are strapped. How's that not violent? I can explain that. I was Like I was saying earlier, whenever you had Okay, to- go ahead. I'm sorry, So, drugs, I'm saying drugs in itself is not violent. It's not a violent crime because most of the people who are buying drugs really want them, right? Just like, just like a convenience store selling soda. Now, mind you. No, it's not the same. No, it's not. I'm, I'm a fin- okay, I got you. Let me, let me finish, though. And I, okay. and I, I, didn't, use right. word, I didn't use the word thing. I, I need you to believe that I'm going to be very careful with my words here. So, okay, you said um, like, which to me equated to same. Okay. So, it, go ahead. Well, yeah, well, like doesn't mean same. Like means around the area, but I, I'll get to that. But so, look, so, so okay. selling soda in a convenience store, right? Sugar is probably the number one. Uh, sugar should probably be at the top of the list of addictive, of, of addictive substances. Right, but these convenience store owners get to sell this shit to everybody. Right now, mind you, if you look at the the uh, the, the deaths, right, the number the, uh, the the causes of death at the top of the list is not homicide. At the top of the list is not crack sales. The top of the list is diabetes, cancer. They're interchangeable. They're interchangeable. Right, heart disease, murder is like number thirteen unless you're talking about eighteen to twenty five year olds. Right, but what else? Hell, what else would an eighteen to twenty-five year old die from besides homicide? Generally, you know, I'm sure there are some uh, eighteen to twenty-five year olds who are not doing well medically, but that's that's a lot more rare, <laughs> you know. 
than, than it's ever been, actually, because we're living longer than we have ever in the history of the world. Uh, so if, if selling pop ain't violent and selling these bad foods is not considered violent, then I don't understand how selling uh, illegal narcotics could be considered violent. Now, does it come with a violent culture? Yep. That's all I'm yep. saying. It's the same thing. Because, the money, because you the can't money. separate the two. I, I think you can. Right? Not every drug dealer, yes, you can because not every drug dealer oh, is a not, not every drug dealer is drug... a shooter. As a matter of fact, most drug dealers are not shooters. So, so. Most of them are not shooters. Uh, Nah, really? So well, who's protecting them? Who's protecting them? Uh, who's protecting them? <laughs> who's they, protecting the drug dealers? Okay, so that's violent right there. They got to protect themselves. The, the the money chase is what makes it violent. Drug in and of itself is not a violent crime. Wait, but you see, you can't separate the two. But so, like, how can I tell which one? How? How can you walk up in a situation and tell... Oh, he's selling drugs and he's not strapped and he's not violent and he's not prone to shooters. How in the world well, are you making that daggone assumption? How are you making that determination? That police, what I'm saying is the police have to make that decision. No, how? How? Police, how? Okay, because they are supposed to. No, no uh-uh. I didn't why say why. Since, since you're clear <laughs> that it has to be done... And if there's a way to get to, to do it, I'm asking you, how in the world would that look like? You know what? I, mean, I don't how? think everybody <laughs> knows a way <laughs> of how, but I also no. How you expect me to answer that right now? You can't. It's not. It's not. It's not reasonable to expect me to actually answer that. I can throw you. No, it's not reasonable to say you don't know it. Okay, go ahead. I can throw you some bullshit and make it sound good, sure, but I can't, I can't give you a legit answer. On that right now, that's going to take a sit down with a bunch of people who's smarter than me and who has more authority to get shit done than me. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or hell, maybe me and some of my guys could come up with something if we sat down and had an objective conversation about it. So you really think that there are markers with drug dealers where you can distinctly and absolutely and consistently consistently identify the ones who are violent and the ones who are not. You know what? There's no markers. Let me tell you something. With life, I'm going to say this. I'm going to interject because this is going to go on forever. But There's no distinctive markers on how to identify anything because everybody they're elevating, they're changing their game. This year of 2020 has been a tremendous game changer for everybody. What's been done this year has never been done ever. So you got people, companies, corporations that have been, you know, surplus billions or millions, whatever dollars on the on the on the making. They're losing money because we don't know. Um, when you you take a position, a job, and you like to say like, and I'm gonna bring it back down to the basics. And I'm Miss Sandy. And if you're a parent, oh, I'm gonna take on this job of being. You know, I'm going to be a new dad, I'm going to be a new mom to this new baby and this and that, and you feel like you got it. But then this kid, he may or she may have some other health issues, some mental issues that you didn't even consider. So you kind of change shit as you go along to match your position. 
um, it's it's a never-ending learning process. And I feel like within our job systems and within our police systems, there's no definite answer. There always has to be constant change and constant reevaluation of how the process goes. You know, people want to reflect back to, okay, the Constitution says, the Constitution's fucking old, and it doesn't quite apply to everything that goes on in today's world. And we have to make shift and kind of figure out and kind of do what's fair amongst all. And if you take on a position where you are, and this is off the cuff, where you are responsible for the job duties of said individuals, that's a hard responsibility. Yeah, you're making six figures, seven figures, whatever you're making, but that shit comes with a price. Do you really believe that police make that much money, Sandy? I'm not talking about police. I'm talking about the cheer-headed police. I'm talking about the police who police the fucking police. You really think that they I'm make that kind of them. money? I don't you know. You think that I they make that kind of money, too? Oh, please do. I do think you are they, way off. But no, go ahead. No, not, not being a police officer. I don't say think they do. But whoever, like, like if I'm gonna take it down to to the the the, the sports the realm. Police if I go might, to the sports the realm, you know, if I look at the GMs, the GMs they do make that much money. They do like the 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 ones that own the teams and who owns the NBA or the NFL, they make that money. The players, not necessarily, unless they got endorsements, deals, and whatsoever, and their own side hustles. I get that. But if you're going to take on that position where you are want to take control over the actions of said players, over the actions of said off, over the actions of whatever, I'm willing to take accountability for the rights, the wrongs of these officers. You know, if they're doing what they're instructed to do, they should not be held accountable. Now, if I'm given information based on someone I trusted that's higher up than me and it proves that to be wrong, I need to be held accountable and that individual needs to be held accountable. Either way, there needs to be some accountability to be held, period. No one should be coming out of this. How about for the criminals? How about the criminals? Are criminals included in it? So this is what I'm talking about, the division. Well, yeah, right. As far as criminals, I can say this. Now, and those of you guys that know, I'm a city. My father is spending, he's, he was served a life sentence in prison. And um, his life sentence, I believe, was given to set an example um, because his lawyer, the judge, they all came up after his case. But I'm not saying my dad's old, he's like squeaky king or angel, but, you know, I, I believe in accountability. I believe he served his time for his his involvement, but he's no murderer. So as far as the criminals, you can't just go around just doing shit to people and mistreating people and doing ill shit and not face any repercussions for your actions. You have to be held accountable at some point. So that accountability that needs to be held. You can't do that. 
some people do get away with it, you know, and I don't know, I, I can't explain to you why they do get away with it. I don't know why some people, they, they seem to, you know, multiply their income, their popularity and everything, and they're totally assholes to everybody they encounter. I don't know. I, I don't think it's right. Um, but as a criminal, I feel like if you're going to do ill shit, you need to man and woman the fuck up to handle the repercussions of that ill shit. How about people that affiliate and um, hang out with criminals? Is there any accountability for them? You know, it's so weird you say that because I have a girlfriend of mine that was shot um, execution style in high school and she was dating and she didn't even like the guy that much, but she was dating a guy. She was over at his house, and they came. Some guys came to the department, whatever, looking for him. He wasn't there, and um, they left. And then they came back looking for him again. He still wasn't there, and they shot her execution style. So the man she really loved was in jail at the time. So this this nigga, he was just a the in-the-between time, in-the-meantime type of dude. So I don't feel um, she should have died, but she hung around different, you know, a different caliber of guys that just was suspect. Like going back to the red flag, like people show you who they are. And if I'm getting a glimpse in a red flag that you flow on the drug side and you do flow on this side and if I choose to continue to hang around with you, I'm going to deserve everything that comes with you. Like I picked that up and if you, what you involved with is too much for me, Miss Sandy, I'm dipping out. Don't you worry about it. I got it. I, I'm a, I'm a, I got I to gotta take care of me because all, that's yeah, I all see, I mean, my like, boy's going to look at. Cops Cops, cops don't need to be out here handing out street justice. The street, the streets got their own thing going on. When you involve yourself in a certain life, you're liable to deal with the consequences that come with that. We understand that, but the cops are not should not be out here handing out street justice. And that's that's my that's my they point. Are, with the cops. They should they have they to be more responsible. They should do their job description: protect and serve. That is all. And, 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 and we they are here to talk about. We talked about police chiefs. They can uh, we, we, we talked about police chiefs making, uh, who make six figures. The police chiefs in Louisville make six figures. That's for sure. And the, and the police chiefs in okay. Chicago definitely make six figures. I, I wasn't talking about figures. police chiefs. I thought she was talking about, I thought she was talking about the beat cops. No, I wasn't. I was talking no, about, no, no, about no, no, who gave the order for those police officers to do what they did. That's what she was that, talking that about. That yeah. person needs the, to be held accountable. She was talking about right. the, the lawmakers, the people who make. They're policy. not the lawmakers. They're the they're the law enforcers. The lawmakers are not yeah, in that line. Yeah, but you get what I'm work. saying. Right, right, right. That, that, there that's, needs that's to be an accountability. Whoever. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I do. yeah of course. So I'm I'm not because I'm not saying the cops need to be dealt with like uh I'm not saying the onus is on the cops because they're just doing what they're allowed. They're doing what they're told, mixed with what they're allowed to do in the realm of what they're told to do. Okay, so that's, that's, but that's, I, I have a question now, and I get that. Okay. But you want people that are not in the streets 
and not in the same kind of danger. I don't care how much money they make to make the decision regarding, they don't even know what they encounter. Now you might want to involve some cops in that conversation because those well, are the well, ones that are on the front line can actually detail what it's like and what they entail and, you know, what they're yeah. to, to, well, to consider in those type of situations. But it, well, it almost sounded, it sounds like there was the recommendation that they be held accountable and they change um, rules of engagement without even understanding what the engagement actually looks like. No, 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 no. I don't think, I know I, I didn't, I know I didn't uh, suggest any of that. I'm saying that, I mean, presumably when you make police policy, you got to have people in there who've done the job. You can't make the policy otherwise, because otherwise you don't know what you're talking about. So I'm, I'm exactly what I, said, what I said. I'm presuming that people who mm-hmm. have done the job will be there. There's a the set the boss the boss of the of the navy right is a secretary of the navy and he's a civilian. That's a, so, but he has to also consider the joint chief of staff's opinion. They pretty much tell him what to do, and he's the face. So the people who have done the job, the joint chief of staff are all war veterans, right? So, so, uh, so, so you got you're gonna have people in the room who's done who has done the job because you have to take real time circumstances into the into uh into consideration when writing policy and that's what anything whether it's war whether it's police work whether it's construction work whether it's uh, the policy of my media company I'm trying to build I have to I have to take real world experiences while I'm out doing a job into consideration when I write my standard operating procedure so that goes without saying right. for me. So- so are the rules of engagement different in peacetime than they are wartime? Um, well, if you're, well, it, it's all situational, right? Because we have a, uh, we had a, in the military, I had a, my watch standards like in, in port, domestic, you know what I'm saying? When I'm in, when I'm in friendly territory, mm-hmm. the, the, the ROE is different than when I'm in a war zone. Exactly. Ta-da, right. my point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so if that's, exactly. your, so if that's your point. If that's your point, then you agree with me because I know the situation is different, but they do have to handle it responsibly. There are steps yeah. that, that, have to, that have to happen, and sometimes those steps need to be tweaked. It just happens with the evolution of time. It, sometimes those steps need to be tweaked. You have to adjust. Yeah, and sometimes, and sometimes, yeah, I get that. And sometimes there, there's a situation that may warrant an exclusion of a step or a variation of the step because it was not considered in a particular situation or how it no occurred. Right, and not like yeah. When that happens, you gotta do what you gotta do. No, no, no doubt. If somebody shoot at me in, at war, I'm not thinking about a step. I'm firing back because I want to go home. That's what that's at war. Yeah, I'm at war. I don't like. And maybe, and maybe I'm being unrealistic when I think that the cops shouldn't be out here with a war mindset. Maybe I'm unrealistic. Maybe because that, that very well could be the case, right? I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I, but it, but it very well could be the case. And if and, and if I'm so if I'm the truth, the bad part about this is if I'm wrong, I gotta assess how I deal with the cops because I got to be ready to kill their ass because mm-hmm. I'd rather be judged by twelve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sad if that, it's sad if that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because as a man, well, I, I gotta protect who's in my house. I don't care if they're wrong or not. Right. <laughs> So this is like when I was you know, walking and that guy walked up to me. I didn't have time to assess whether he was friend or foe. I didn't. Because if I let him get too close, he would have been able to handle me. 
Hmm. Period. You know, I don't have time. And, and you were you were about to miscalculate. What you say? Yeah, you would if you had a gun, you, you would have miscalculated because he was not there to hurt you. So, and it's, but that's okay you know, though. But that's that's I'm 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 fine with that, y'all. I'm fine with that. And it's not that's, that's, uh, not, that's not something I would put on the mask though. No, I, okay, it's so not like it's not like something that. Go ahead. Well, hold on. We got five minutes left in the show. We got Liz has been a very good conversation, uh-huh. and, it's, it, and it's so good that our whole society, our whole culture, our whole country is made up of so many different people. We don't think alike. We don't move alike. And there's so many people that they apply for these jobs. They apply to go into the military. They apply to be a police officer. Like, I don't even fathom. I don't even have the temperament to do that because my nerves are too bad. So I commend people that want to give their life to serve and protect. And to be put in a situation where you walk into a door and you hear gunshots, so my instant reaction would be like, motherfucker, you on Dobby Pilate. So if that's an indication, all you motherfuckers going to get blasted to heaven before I do. Um, and that's the mentality, I'm guessing, of the police officer. Uh, but as a coach, you know, I go back to sports, even though it's not the same, you know, deadly re- Rules of engagement very different. Yeah, rules and games are very different, but if I execute something for you to do to a police officer because I'm your police chief or hire, and you're doing only exactly what I tell you to do, and it doesn't work or you knocked in the wrong house or whatever the case may be, that should be on me. And me taking that job, that position, I have to, like, I'm going to take ownership if I release an order direction that was incorrect to my police officer, I'm going to be held accountable. If I release an order to my kids to go do this and they get whatever, that's my fault. I have to take ownership of it. There has to be some accountability and some repercussions for, you know, wrong actions. No matter who you are or what position you hold, just so it's not repeated, you know, throughout the country. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Say radio, I'm Miss Sandy, Elliot, Tony, thank you for calling in. Miss TB, Solo, he dips out. I get it, but we love you, Solo. Um Tune in every Friday, say radio platform with different minds, have a conversation. In order to have solutions, we have to be willing to have a conversation. We may agree, we may disagree, or whatever, but we're here to plant seeds to get you to look at things just a little bit differently. Either way, have a great weekend. Say radio on the Sandy. We are going to be. Yeah. I Tell me your mind just say it yeah. Play the song over plan yeah. Speaking on the world Speaking on the topic Y'all better not be flocking no. Should know how we rocking 
If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it, 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 just say it.